This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. Thank you, God. I want to take a couple minutes today, and I want to preach a message entitled Living a Life of Thanks. As we kind of enter into this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas, I wanted to give a reminder of what it means to uh, praise God and to thank God for the things that we have. If you notice, we have some new, I, I, I call them toys, that we can play with, and they're fun, they're nice, they're going to be really nice when we start doing Easter type stuff and Christmas plays, and it's going to be nice. But I want to dive in today, it's been two weeks since I've preached, so I'm ready to go. You know, this time of the year can be tough as for some people it might remind them of a loss. It might remind them of something traumatic in their life. If this keeps doing this, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to change mics. And, um, but I, I wanted to remind you today, let me just go ahead and do that now because I don't want the word to... Amen and amen. Can you, can you hear me better? Praise God. We need to remind ourselves from time to time how much joy we should have. And how much we really, if we look around us, we can find something to thank God for. There are many things, but in life sometimes we, we put our, our concentration, we put our mind to things that maybe we don't have and we forget the things that we do have. So I just want to talk for a little while today on living a life of thanks. You know, as you look in life in a general today, we to put an, an, important, an important moment on what's in it for me, right? If I, if, if, if I buy a car, what's in it for me? Well, it's a nice ride, a new car. If I go to the store and buy groceries, what's in it for me? And it's a plate full of food. Amen. Praise God. If I go out and I buy something else, it's always that what's in it for me. And if you look at the commercials and advertisements today, all across TV and internet and all that stuff, it seems to appeal to the what's in it for me mentality. And see, what we have to be careful of is we have to guard ourselves against employing that when it comes to our faith. We have to guard against that and to, to, to an extent where, where we as Christians tend to practice a consumer Christianity. Which means we come to church and we say things, well, what's in it for me? And we've got to guard ourselves against that mentality because at the end of the day, the reality is this. Church is not about what's in it for me, but it's about what I can give to God. It's about Him being glorified. It's about Him being praised and me looking back at everything and saying, God, I give you thanks for what you've done. Now, don't we, we worship and we pray and, and, and we expect blessings and we answer prayers and he does do those things. But that is not the sole reason on why I worship and why I do those things because he deserves it. Because he deserves it. He deserves it. You see, there's nothing wrong with praying to God and responding to his word to claim the blessings he has for us. I'm, I'm not saying that's wrong but as I'm saying there's more to Christianity than that. While every seed, if you 
want to call it, that we towards God will be, re- will be rewarded. Our lives, for those seeds, our lives should be spent for the primary purpose of glorifying Him and helping others. And let me tell you something, when we have that mindset, when we live a life of thanks, the rewards that will naturally come, <laughs> it makes them that much sweeter. Because I look back on it and say, God, I know you know the, the, the desires of my heart. I wasn't expecting that. I was just praising you. I was just glorifying you. But in the process of all that, look what you did for me. And it makes his blessings that much sweeter when the reason why we praise God isn't for what I can get, but for what I can give. check you know I was thinking about the honey, the, 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 honey, the, honey, the honeybee and I think the honeybee perfectly illustrates this entire concept you see his energy to make his honey not only benefits him but every other bee around him first you see he flies to the clover field and extracts nectar from, a, from, a, from, from the clover. Then he soars to the rosebud for its sweetness. Next he goes into the meadow to retrieve what the daisy offers. And he pilots over the mountain and, and, and secures the liquid fra- fragrance of the morning glory. He then buzzes back by an orchard and lights in a peach blossom. All of this, he gets the benefits of it too. But the sole purpose on why he makes honey isn't just for himself. It's for everybody around him. And see what he does is then he rushes into this lab where he, he blends it with the sweetest taste on, on earth. And all of this is done with an unselfish sense of community. And see, that's how we ought to live our life today. We must start at Abraham's tent and learn what it, what it means to have some faith. We have to visit Moses and, and take an interest in the sheep of God's pasture. And when we do that, we stop by Job's house and see what it really means to have some patience. And then we need to scale the lonely mountain with Elijah where we'll discover the blessedness of ministering only before the Lord. And then we spend the night with Paul and Silas and we see what it means to truly praise in the most toughest circumstance. Come on, somebody, you better hear me this morning. And then we go by the Jericho Road and, and, we, and we just see what it truly means to serve with compassion and then we look upon to Calvary's Hill and gaze upon the crowning jewels of love and mercy and just like that honeybee we go into our prayer closet and we take everything that we have learned in this life and it just makes it that much sweeter when we can learn to give God Thanks. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to praise him anyway. Come on. I'm not going to allow something to distract me from what God wants to do in this place. We're going to praise God and we're going to serve him. I'm going off script, but you better believe me this morning. The end of the I'm telling you, God wants somebody to hear something today. And Satan's doing everything he can, I promise you, to keep that word from going forth. And I'm sitting here declaring by the name of Jesus that I will not allow this to distract me. And I'm saying don't allow it to distract you because there's something God wants you to hear. There's something he needs you to know. And there's something that if you apply it, then that prayer just might get answered. My God, somebody give him praise today.
My God. <laughs> Telling you, king, uh, if we live with a kingdom mindset, where we truly live for his kingdom, it is other people oriented. Where I'm not in this for what I can get, I'm in this for what I can give. And this is the time of year where we should demonstrate that the most. On what I can give to somebody else. Do you realize all throughout the Bible the stories that we've heard about how God blessed somebody who wasn't looking for anything in return? Yet they just did something out of the gratitude of their heart. They did something because they thought that was the right thing to do. They did something because they felt in their spirit that they should. And not wanting anything else other than to give God praise and to give God thanks. In return, God provided all of this. So what's the components of living in thanks? I get it back on my, my notes here. What's the components of living in thanks? I want to talk about this. The who, the how, the where, the when, the what. And we might even discuss the why. Of why we give praise. Who should express thanks? Let me tell you just a little bit about what the Bible says. The psalmist answers that question by saying, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So if you've been redeemed in the house today, you have a right to praise. Let me tell you what else it says in Psalm. Blessed are those who dwell in your house for they, they, that is who praises God. They who are in the house of the Lord are ever praising you, it says in Psalm chapter 135. It says, praise him, you servants of of the Lord. That's who praises him. You who minister in the house of the Lord in the courts of the house of our God. In, 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 in the Bible it says then I heard what sounded like a great multitude. Like the roar of rushing waters and like the peals of lightning and thunder shouting hallelujah for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice. It's clear that the Bible tells me that those who are to give God thanks are the people of God. It's also important that Christians should give thanks because of the how. How do I give thanks? How do I give praise? Well, let me tell you what the Bible says. The scripture says to bless Him with all our heart, soul, tongue, hands, feet, and with instruments. In Psalms it says, I will praise you with what? All of my heart. That's how I praise him. It says in Psalms, to you I will lift up my soul. That's how I praise him. In Psalms it says, my tongue will tell of your righteous acts. In Psalms it says, I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. That's how I praise God. In Psalms it says to praise his name with a dance. That's how I praise God. And then also in Psalms it says to praise him with the sound of the trumpet, to with the harp with the tambourine and dancing to praise him with the strings and the flute to praise him with the clash of cymbals let me tell you something if you have breath inside your body you use it to praise God amen that's how you praise we praise from our innermost being 
to the outermost being. From the deepest parts of our soul, we dig down deep and we might shout a little bit. We might scream a little bit, but it's all for the glory of God. And I'm going to praise him because I'm able to wake up every day. I've got food on my table. I've got a car that I can drive. And I've got children that I brought to church today. I can give God thanks. My God, somebody help me today. You see, we praise Him with our heart, with our soul. And let me remind you again what the Bible said, with righteous acts. Because if I don't live righteously, I'm not honoring God. It's not just about what I do on Sunday. It's about every single day of the week. And if Monday is not righteous, and if Tuesday is not righteous, if Wednesday is not righteous, if the weekend is not righteous, then I'm not honoring God. He expects all of our praise, all of who we are. That's how we give God thanks. Where should we praise God? Where should we give Him thanks? There's plenty of scriptures that tell the place of praise, the sanctuary, the prayer closets, the inner chambers, the mountains, the valleys. But there's one scripture in Psalm chapter 113 verse 3 that says from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. What does my Bible tell me? That no matter where I am, no matter what I am doing, I can praise God. When should Christians express their thanks? I'm going somewhere today. Just bear with me. Psalm chapter 89 verse 1 says, I will sing of the Lord's great love for how long? Forever. Forever. When should I do it? There should never be a day where I don't do it. There should never be a day where I don't thank Him for what I have. There should never be a day where I don't praise God. Because it says, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. You see, anybody can cheer when their team is winning. It takes a true fan to cheer when their team is losing. And I'm telling you, when you're in the valley, that's not a time to shut up and quit. That's a time to praise even the more. I'm tired of the devil winning. I'm tired of the enemy taking what belongs to us. When we're in the valley, we praise God. Listen, I understand. I've been right there with you. This week's been one of those weeks. I'm telling you, there are times when life gets gloomy. Whether we don't know whether it's supposed to be daylight or dark outside. Our mind is pressured. Our nerves are hurting. Our heart is burdened. And we're emotionally overcharged. Everything seems against us. But that doesn't give you permission to complain about it. That gives you permission to shout a little bit louder. My God, my God, it's time to disregard the debris and to start praising the God that can calm the storm. We got to look past the crisis and bless God because you need to know the Bible tells me that the gates of hell shall not prevail. You see, we're a people. That's supposed to praise God 24 hours a day. Non-stop rejoicing. There's a scripture. We've done a Wednesday night study on this. 
where it says, though the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes on the vine. Though the olive crop foils and the fields produce no food. There are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. Everything is going wrong. Nobody likes me and everybody hates me. You've sung the song. I have the song on, play, on, play, on, on playback in my car. That's how it feels sometimes. But let me tell you what else the Bible says after it says all of those negative things. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Thank you God. You see when my life appears to be on the rocks. I got to show people what life is like with the rock. Telling you it's time that we start declaring the word of God over our life. You see too many times we go through life and we forget to praise him. To give him thanks We are the people 24 hour a day prayer. That's the who, the how, the where, and the when. But how about the what? What do we give God thanks for? Bible says to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. (laughs) So what am I supposed to do? You mean to tell me when my debt is so much that I can't think straight? When my bank account's so low that I couldn't even buy some gum, that I'm supposed to praise you, you better believe it. You better believe it. We got to stop moping and poping around and thinking everything is wrong. We better start glory. Give God thanks because you can buy the gum. That's what I'm talking about. Give Him praise. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. So why? Why do we give God praise? It's easy. It's simple. I'm going to leave it right here. Because he deserves it. (laughs) It's easy because he deserves it. He deserves my praise. It's what we were created to do. But see what I want to do for the next couple minutes is I want to talk about just a few of God's blessings. I want to talk about what, how you can truly give thanks in impossible situations some years back. Guy by the name of Paul Harvey told the story on his broadcast, and, and, and I believe you'll find this interesting. He's talking about the protection of God. Because how many people know in, in here that God protects? In situations where the, where the enemy might mean harm, God protects. Listen to this. It involved the West Side Baptist Church. It was in Nebraska, March 1st. Miss Paul directed the choir. And her daughter was the the pianist. Neither had been late for any practice ever in their life. But quite to the contrary, today they were 15 minutes late. While Miss Paul made last minute preparations, she called for her daughter to come downstairs. And the minutes continued to tick away. And they discovered that her daughter was still asleep. Why were they late? They've never been late. They're about to break the perfect record of always being on time. There were 18 members in this choir. Every single one of them were late. You have, uh, you have, uh, you have uh, LaDonna Vandergrift was always early, but as a high school sophomore, she was home with a, a geometry problem that she could not figure out, so she showed up late to church. Roy, Roy, Roy Ina and Sadie Estes were in the driveway with a car that wouldn't start. The organ player was always early, but she had a missionary meeting, and it detained her. Herb Kift felt the urgency to write a letter that he had procrastinated in writing. March 1st was a cold night, so you've got a Joyce Black 
who was waiting the last possible minute to leave because it was cold outside. Harvey All wife was so far away that he that she and a friend were out dining when she became found out, looked at her watch. She was late for church. Time had slipped by. You've got somebody else who who was late for other reasons. Every single person, even the pastor himself, had an excuse for being late that day. But let me tell you something. Right when church was about to start, the church caught on fire. You know where it started? Right under the choir loft. Where all 18 of those people would have been. I don't think it was by luck or by chance that day that they were spared. God's hand of protection. So let me tell you something. Who protected the West Side Baptist Church? Let me show you what the psalmist said about that. In Psalm chapter 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? I wonder where that help comes from. I've been trying to do it my way for so long. And I just don't understand why I can't get it right. God, I'm looking up. Where does my help come from? He says, my help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now. Now and forever. Who takes care of me? Who protects me? When, well, I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear this. God's hand of protection is over you, it's over your children, it's over your grandchildren. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. What else do I thank God for? My salvation. Being saved. This was Paul's proclamation in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 where he said, Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. The Apostle Paul was never at a loss of words. You always see he's, he, he's, he, but in this moment he was speechless. The glories of salvation swept through his mind and in exasperation threw his hands up and said, for this, I don't even have the words to say to describe it. This gift is indescribable. This salvation, you see, years ago there was a poor woman who maintained a spirit of praise. She enjoyed supporting the pastor's message by shouting out, Praise the Lord! Or Amen. You would think the pastor, like myself, would welcome that. He didn't like it. He thought it was annoying. I don't, by the way. So, on New Year's Day, he went to her about her public praise. He said, Betty, I'm here to make you a bargain. If you'll quit interrupting my message, I'll give you two wool blankets. Since Betty was in... in, impoverished and poor the offer was very attractive so she agreed to the terms and remained quiet for the first several Sundays of the new year picturing herself snuggling under those warm blankets in truth it wasn't that hard for her because she said the pastor was was a very boring but there came a day when they had a guest preacher 
and he got all stirred up. And when he got stirred up, she got stirred up. She did all she could to restrain herself, but eventually the the visions of those blankets began to fade, and the glories of the redemption brightened in her, unable to contain herself. She jumped up to uh, to, to, to her feet and shouted, blankets or no blankets, praise God. There's some things in life we should not contain inside of us. Listen, when the glories of salvation is upon you and you, when you realize how awesome it is to be saved, then you should not be silent about it. If praise is due anywhere, it's due toward the redeeming power of Jesus Christ. Nobody earns salvation. Moses' law could not read the us. The Old Testament sacrifices could not expunge sin. Christ and Christ alone is the reason why we are redeemed. That is something to give. When you go through this time of the year and oh, I just don't know how what I can be thankful for, you think that Jesus Christ is inside of your heart. Let me tell you why. Give me about just about 10 minutes and I'll close. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Did you know that the Bible promises you in John chapter 5, it says, Whoever hears My word and believes Him who sent Me has life eternal and will not be judged by what has, but, but, but has crossed over from death to life. Do you realize that you have something to give God thanks for because it's been promised that in this is the testimony God has given you eternal life and This life is His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. Let me tell you something. Heaven is the reward. There's nothing on this earth that can fulfill me more than that one glorious day where I'm going to be with my Jesus in the air because it says in John chapter 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have not told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare that place, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, do you remember? He said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life and nobody comes to the Father except through me. You've got something to give God thanks for. Let me tell you something else. The best is yet to come. You want something else to give God praise for? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and into an inheritance. And inheritance, inheritance that can, what's the Bible say, never perish. It's not something that can be spent away. It's not something that can go bad. It's not something that will ever fade. But the inheritance that I can receive through my Lord Jesus Christ will last me for all times. That is something I can give God thanks for. Living a life of thanks. Whatever else we do in this life, we must remember 
to give him thanks. If we have some music playing, please. I've shared a lot of scripture today. I want to share a couple more. What must we do? Ephesians chapter 5 says it's imperative to always give thanks to the God, the Father for everything. In everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. Colossians 2, we should be overflowing with thanks. Hebrews chapter 13, through Jesus, therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Here's what I'm saying. This holiday that's about to come up, I can say this about this one that can't be said about a lot of the other ones. That Thanksgiving isn't something that we just do once a year. Too many times we lay it to the side and we only give God thanks during this time of the month. And we take a day out out, out of the month and we give God thanks for something for each day. And that's good and that's great. And I'm glad you do it. But I was convicted. Why can't you do that in March and April and May? Why can't you do that in June and July and August? Why can't you do that every other month of the year? Why can't you take every 365 days a year give me something you can give me thanks for? So this morning, I woke up and I said, I thank you for my messy house. It's not perfectly clean right now. There's a couple things out of place. But I give God thanks. I have a roof over, over my head. I didn't drive my car this morning. I didn't have to, to go far. But I praise God for the feet that I have that I can walk here. I thank God for clothes in the closet that I can wake up my children with good health. They've been sick this past week. They're, 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 they're doing great now. And I was able to put clothes on their body. I am thankful for many things in my life. Can we, as we close in prayer today, can we never forget the value of giving Him thanks? We as a people of God have much to be thankful for. So I want to encourage somebody this morning. When life gets you down, just look around you. Because there's something that can lift you up. Don't let this season pass by without telling God, thank you for what I have. I could complain, but it won't get me anywhere. So God, I praise you. God, I give you thanks. Would you stand to your feet this morning? And can we, for about two minutes, just give him thanks and praise? Just whatever it is in your life that you are thankful for God for. Would you just take a minute and just tell him what you, what you are thankful for? God, I thank you right now for my church. God, I thank you for the beautiful people. I thank you for the ability, God, to share your word. God, I thank you for... For all of, the, all, all of the amenities, God, that I have, I thank you for health. I thank you for all these things. I, I, I thank you, God. I thank you. I thank you for friends. God, I thank you. I thank you for your son. God, I thank you for, for everything that I have.
And so, God, this morning I'm not going to leave this place without saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I praise you, Lord. God, I praise you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. God, I praise you, God. Lord, I love you, Jesus. God, I love you, Jesus. I give thanks to you. I give thanks to you, God. Oh, Father God. Amen and amen. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, our strength and our redeemer. I love you all. Let's give God thanks. If you are traveling during this time of the year, I pray safety over you. Pray that you have a, a, a blessed week and we will see you next Sunday. I love you all. You are dismissed this morning.